What is going on, everybody, and welcome back inside the lab to the Thursday episode of your source for off-season fantasy hockey news, the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, and we're going to continue the third round rewind of the 2022 fantasy hockey draft. Alex DeBrinket, Adam Fox, Johnny Huberto, Timo Meyer, and a whole lot more. Make sure you're tuned in, tapped in. Let's get this money, baby. Thank you for joining us. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody? And thank you so much for tuning in to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I am privileged to be joined, as always, by my esteemed co-host, Mr. Steele Roden on the West Coast, soon to be back on the East Coast. We'll let the details follow. But it is your boy, Big Flip Livingstone, on this side of the microphone. And thank you for making us your first listen every single day, even throughout the posts or postseason steel holy even throughout the offseason you know i'm all about this paper though steel i cannot wait to get jumped on the next upcoming season and i know i'm already hearing rumblings about upcoming drafts where i want to be you and i have a lot of news for our listeners for our listener league there's lots upcoming but on today's episode we want to finish up our third round rewind of the 2022 draft the first half of this uh, third round steal got a little spicy. I love it. Today, Alex DeBrinket, Adam Fox, Johnny Huberto, Timo Meyer, Sidney Crosby, and John Carlson. You see the names up there on the screen. And if you don't, make sure you head over to YouTube and subscribe. But Steele, I want to toss it over to you as I usually do, because this is a little bit of a player that we've talked a lot about. So, what are you expecting for Alex Debrinkat headed into this season? Maybe let's start there and then hit me with your take on where he was drafted in our listener league. Uh, I'm expecting Alex Debrinkat to have a whole lot of fun playing in Detroit, play, playing alongside Dylan Larkin, uh, Lucas Raymond, Marit Sider, a couple of other guys in the top six group as well. So I think he's mm-hmm. going to have a lot of fun. You know, he's from the Michigan area. Uh, right. That's where he wanted to go. And he's probably super ecstatic to be there now. Uh, a part of the Detroit Red Wings organization. I think, you know, he's a 30 goal scorer. You know, he's, he's scored 40 goals twice in his career, maybe, you know, three times if it wasn't that shortened season. Right. But he's a 30, 30 goal, 40 goal scorer in the NHL, 70 plus points, no problem. That's exactly where it, he is right now in his realm. Mm-hmm. He's becoming a more physical player as well, 100 plus hits the last two seasons. Uh, each year he's lethal on the power play gets a ton of power play goals so you can expect him to be a special teams juggernaut his ADP was 42 and a half Mm -hmm. and I think this is exactly where he should be getting drafted I think the end of the third round early fourth round is where he is at right now currently again coming off a 66 point season playing with again some of the best young players in the NHL with the Ottawa Senators 66 points and in full 82 mm-hmm. games, minus 31 is, you know, an awful stat to see. Yes, it is. Um, but he likes to shoot the puck a lot. Like I said, he had yep. a, uh, he had 11 power play goals, 14 power play goals the, the year before that. So yes, sir. he's a power play juggernaut. I think, mm-hmm. you know, end of the third round, early fourth is exactly where he should go. Yeah, and I think it was kind of tough, actually. You know, he he popped 78 points and 41 goals. I understand maybe why the GM in this situation reached a little bit. 
especially after I think you and I also talked a whole lot about going from Chicago. And yeah, he had Patty Kane feeding him the biscuit, but he was going to play with much more talented forwards around him. Yeah. And he did get that opportunity. There were some growing pains. Of course, he had success. Minus 31 might be more so indicative about how bad the Ottawa Senators were yes. overall <laughs> defensively. So I wouldn't actually get too much hung up on that. Where I want to look at Alex DeBrinket, though, you mentioned it. A guy that can bring 30-plus goal-scoring ability and 100-plus hits, I'm fine taking him in that fourth round. If you can get him in the fifth round, I think people are starting to sleep. The one thing that I'm a little bit concerned about, honestly, Steele, is, and it's happened before with the Detroit Red Wings, and I have been a victim of it. The second we start thinking this team's ready to really turn the page and we put too much expectations, they seem to regress. So I'm just a little bit concerned because after that top line, and sure, they're balanced, sure, they have the veterans, Perron, Cop, and otherwise. I'm just a little bit worried that, let's say, that combination of the trio, we've never seen them play together. Let's say it doesn't work out. I just don't want to go out there because my gut instinct wants to say exactly what you're thinking. Going home, go into a position where he can maybe really be that guy. It all makes sense that you want to go out there and take him really high. Just let's be careful. Uh, and what I wanted to say lastly is I'm really intrigued to see who they throw him out there in training camp. What are the combinations? Maybe they go a little bit veteran with the Brinkat. I don't know, but at the end of the day, for sure, you mentioned the hits. The peripherals are coming along nicely. There is going to be a successful season from the Brinkat. I just can't put my finger on what that means. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying, and I think we can expect the overall team to be a lot better. I think Andrew yes. Klopp, as the second-line centerman, he didn't uh, provide a lot Agreed. of offensive ability there. I think he's more Agreed. fitted for that third-line centerman role, and he can actually thrive there alongside guys like Robbie Fabry and Daniel Sprong. You know, other guys that, you know, Daniel Sprong, uh, who just got added, JT Comp for now becoming that second-line yep. center. So I think Alex bring it again, he's going to have a lot of fun this year. Yeah. Uh, Again, we were high on Detroit last season. It didn't pan out that too early. Way. We were too, too a little early. too early. We were we were maybe, maybe a one year or two too early. season. Yeah, one or two years a little early on the um on the Detroit Red Wings. But it'll be fun to see how Alex DeBrinket does in training camp and moving forward with the Red Wings next season. The, the Eastern yes, Conference is just becoming elite. It's, to me, it's it's so hard. The Metro and the Atlantic just look deadly yeah. with every single team except for maybe one in each conference so mm -hmm. going over now to adam yeah. fox a part of the new york rangers a team yeah. that i've been really high on the last two seasons to actually yeah. win the cup every the last two years i've had they were my team to win and a big disappointment mm -hmm. the last two uh playoffs uh for the new york rangers but adam fox was your pick so i'll throw it over it to you about how you felt he Thank did with you. this season and where you think he should go next year and this is what I want your immediate take on because it was too high. It was a reach. And this is one of those things that happened to me is I invest in players that I think in my mind are going to build that team that wins on the ice. And Adam Fox is that guy. And that doesn't always translate to fantasy success. Yeah. Sometimes you have to separate that, right, Steele? And I think, you know, you've highlighted it. I've mentioned it. I'm a victim of that. Nick Suzuki's of the world. Adam Fox's. Yes, if you're building, if I'm the GM on the real ice, this is fantasy. So I think I was a victim of getting caught up in how good Adam Fox's overall game is. 
and his stats got bumped up in that 2021 season. 78 points, 37 assists. Or sorry, I'm looking at the wrong guy now. 74 points. 74 points, 74 points 63, 63 assists. assists. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I reached a little bit because I expected him to even take another step. It didn't happen, but I'll say this. It was too high in this draft for sure, but I really wouldn't let Adam Fox slip too much farther in this upcoming draft. I'm going to say sixth round. I'd be very comfortable taking Adam Fox, not much later than the fifth. Again, I couldn't agree with more with what you just said. His ADP was 20.9. So he was actually getting drafted on average in the second round a lot earlier Too than high. you were drafting than when you drafted him. And again, I don't think he's quite a second round pick. Uh, yeah. The thing that concerns, again, Adam Fox, like you said, Adam Fox is such a talent. 12 goals, 72 points. Stud. Year. He racks up the assists on the power play. He had 29 power play points and only one of them was a goal. So he is the quarterback that, again, alongside Zabinajad and Panarin, gets yeah. it done on special teams. The thing that concerns me about Adam Fox is the peripheral stats. That's where you lose a ton of fantasy value. Uh, yep. You know, only 30 penalty minutes. Uh, less than 160 shots the last four years. Every single year he's been in the NHL, less than 160 shots, only 25 hits. I understand that's not part of his game, but as a defenseman, you think he'd be uh, laying the bot a little bit more. So I I agree with you. I think he does fall down to the fifth and sixth round. I think people get a little bit caught on the point production. And that's why for me personally, when we're, I drafting, yep. when we're drafting, those peripheral stats mean so much when I'm drafting mm-hmm. my teams, because mm-hmm. yeah, a player might, again, he might put up 72 points and that looks great. But if he's not getting the shots, the hits, the blocks and the other peripheral stats that come along with it, yes, that sir. drives his fantasy value down. So I think fifth, late fifth, maybe even early six, if you can get him there, that's great. I think that's exactly mm-hmm. where he falls it's a learning process. And I think one of the, one of the aspects with Adam Fox that we need to also remember, he is only 25 years old steel. He has Mm -hmm. only really played now what four NHL seasons. And one of those was a COVID shortened season. So let's call it 3.75. I think he is about to hit his prime. And he is, if you're talking about his age and this is one of those scenarios and you're going to hear it a lot from steel and I, remember what the optics are on this player. The optics are you took him pretty high and he didn't maybe perform. That means jump on this man because he is still bringing that quality. And just because he only fell two points short of his point total before steel. Mm -hmm. So that to me, you know, uh, yes, I took him a little bit too early. I would absolutely love to have Adam Fox back on my team if I can get him in that sixth round, maybe beginning of the seventh, because I honestly think with what's going to happen now with a come up from Keandre Miller, a bit of a bounce back from my boy Shesty, I should say our boy, I think the New York Rangers are set to steamroll on that Metro division. And I don't mean win by 10 points. I mean flex their muscle as the team in that division. Let's see what happens there. We got a lot more to talk about on today's episode. Steele and I said we're going to keep it short. We were a little bit of a BS lie on that one because we got a lot more takes for this fantasy scenario. Johnny Huberto, Timo Meyer, Sidney Crosby, John Carlson, and others. But today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Take your first swing at betting on the MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times back on your first bet amount and bonus bets. Up to $200, people. That's right, just 20 bucks and you'll land 200 back in bonus bets, win or lose. 
That's 200 you could be spending on everything from the money line to the total to who you think cranks that first home run, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid out instantly. I don't know what else you need to hear. There's no better place to bet on the MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Head over and sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to 200 bucks back in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports book of Major League Baseball. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your favorite team from all four major oh. sports leagues, including the NCAA, your team every single day. And make sure... You hit that subscribe and follow button. Leave us a review on your favorite uh-huh. podcast platform. Oh, Leave yeah. us some comments on the YouTube channel. Uh, we really appreciate all the listeners. Oh yeah, you know, communicating, asking for advice, any questions you have out there, don't be afraid. Just message us on Twitter or leave a comment on the YouTube channel. We really do appreciate conversing with all of our listeners out there. Continuing though on the 2022 draft rewind round mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. This player, this next Uh-oh. player, wow, Uh-oh. Jonathan Huberto wow. coming in at 28th overall in our fantasy league. Yep. And obviously at the time, mm-hmm. you get it. He's coming off a 115-point season with the with the Florida Panthers. Oh, but yeah. probably the biggest bust of all fantasy draft picks last season. His preseason rank, before the draft even was up, his preseason rank was 10. Mm-hmm. He was projected to go in the first round. His ADP was actually 11.5. So majority people did draft him in that first round, but he finished the season. His rank was 194. Absolute bust wow. pick in the set in the third round. So hey. even to get him in the third round was kind of you know shocking that he dropped that far. But it is an actually absolute, an absolute bust. My projections for Huberto coming up this next season with the Flames. I understand it's been a chaotic ride the last two seasons for flames and the flames fans out there yeah i think we could see huberto at least get 20 goals he had 15 last year we can i i can see him getting 20 goals and having a 50 55 assist season but i would be fading i would be fading huberto hard because those peripheral stats like we just talked Mm. about with adam fox his peripheral stats dropped off tremendously he went from over 220 shots down to like 120 uh in in the next season so I would be fading Huberto right. to at least the sixth round. I would be fading him as well, Steele. That, I think, is the 100% takeaway because how could you not? It's not only the lack of production. You and I have, for some reason, watched way too many Calgary Flames games <laughs> to end that season. And I think you and I can both agree that was the hardest team to watch in the NHL for most of the season for a number of reasons. But at the end of all of what we're going to say about the negatives of what Jonathan Huberto's season was last year, I actually think he's going to have a bounce back season. And maybe that's easy to say, given how bad he was last year, (laughs) but let's not forget the caliber of what went on. Sure. A lot went on in terms of he changed franchises. He changes conferences. He changes coasts. Yeah, But now I want to see it because if it doesn't happen this year, I'm ready to write this guy off 100% as one of those flash in the pans. That triple digit point getters actually that doesn't happen too often, Steel. 
But I'm actually very, very intrigued about maybe getting sneaky with Jonathan Huberto with a lot of people ready to write him off completely. So I love that angle that you're starting to bring up here because also, if you want to just bring up what the Calgary Flames have, they still got Nas. They still got Elias Lindholm. And yeah, they lost to Foley. They lost Kachuk. They lost Goudreau. They're still going to score some goals. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... At they the changed the- coaches as well, too. That was a big problem for Calgary last year. Here season. we go. Thank you very much. And some of those things are very tough to peg, like they're intangibles. Yeah. So that's, I think, even more to your point about definitely don't reach with Huberto. Like, even if you get, you pass on him, you pass on him, and someone else takes him, yeah. that's okay. You don't want to be that guy who goes, oh, my goodness, Jonathan Huberto's here. Here's a sexy name, and take him too early. So at the end of the day, and I love saying that these days, Steel. I don't know what it is. At the end of the day, I'm bringing it all back. <laughs> Igor Sharon Govich is also another one of these names because, yeah, he's down the depth chart right now in terms of projected lines. Mm-hmm. This man is going to get a look on that top six, no doubt. But we're going to talk a lot about a whole bunch of other breakdowns. Why don't we get to our next player? Because we got a few more for today's episode. Sidney Crosby and John Carlson to wrap things up, but we do got to talk Boom. about Timo Meyer coming Boom. in at 27th overall. And I'll, I'll leave this one real short. Uh, I, I said this all season long, especially after being traded to the New Jersey Devils. Uh, right when he was traded, I was like, both Jack Hughes and T- Timo Meyer are second round draft picks. They will go pretty much back to back, you know, early third round at the latest. But this mm. guy, puts up ridiculous stats all around the board. 300-plus shots, 150-plus hits. Again, a 40-goal scorer, uh, maybe even every year now that he's playing with more more skilled players in New Jersey now. Mm -hmm. So he's a lethal goal scorer, especially on the power play. He's a juggernaut. And and again, like I think him and Jack Hughes are just going to have a lot of fun together this next season now that they're getting to play a full year together. Well, I might actually take JT Miller before. No, I'm kidding. We're not going down that route. But when I look at this lineup for the New Jersey Devils, in all seriousness, still, even all the way down to the third line, they're projecting Eric Halla, Alexander Holtz, and Andre Palat on that third line. If you can roll a line with that kind of balance, and I know Holtz is a young gun, allowing Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, Dawson Mercer, Tyler Toffoli, Timo Meyer, and Jesper Bratt as your top six to function. Yeah. And they don't actually need to take all that weight because you know your third line might actually still bring it. My goodness, I'm actually loving. And when I look at this draft choice, selection 27th, I'm fine right there for Timo Meyer again this year. I'm totally with you. If he's right there in that top of the third round, middle of the third round, because of all those peripherals, I love this player so much. Yeah. Is there a little bit of intrigue headed into this season because he hasn't had a full season he fit right in of course i am very very excited to see what this holds for the new jersey devils but i don't think there's any other take other than this is going to mean big things for their fantasy value it's going to mean big things for their offensive output we could be wrong but for now everything is pointing in the direction of you need to be taking timo at this spot you need to be riding on these New Jersey Devils, and this team is going to score a S-H-I-T ton of goals. 
they will one of the best offensive teams last year. It was crazy watching them again. That 13 game win hey, streak was you liked incredible. how I spelt that out too for all the younger listeners out there. This is a clean I do, show. We do appreciate spelling out that word. We are going to get to Sidney Crosby and John Carlson, two vets in the league. Pittsburgh Penguins and Washington Capital players uh-huh. uh, for their entire careers. So we will get to those two players. But first, thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Please hit that subscribe, hit the follow button. Make sure you're following us on your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate all the love and support out there. And that's why we return the favor with these podcasts, these episodes every single day, Monday through Friday. With our next player on the list, Sidney Crosby coming in at yes, 26 sir. overall. And again, <laughs> I understand why he fell down to the third round. I actually thought he was going to fall down a little bit longer when we were doing this draft. And right. I understand because there's injury well, concern. There's injury concern to have. But wow, he actually played a full 82-game season. Goes off for 33 goals and 93 points. He's still getting it done offensively, over 250 mm-hmm. shots, mm-hmm. 71 hits. Yep. To me, he's a second-round draft pick, late second-round draft pick. 100%. Um, there's just too many intriguing younger names that I would rather invest in ahead of Sidney Crosby, and that means no disrespect to Sid. And actually, Steele, you know how much respect I've given to this player. Maybe too much respect. I've been on this show. You've won all your money on player prompts. (laughs) There you go. So I have to pay this man his credit due. And honestly, though, I think second round is perfect. Because like I just said, there are too many younger names and intriguing, you know, stars, perhaps, that I want to risk on first. But right after my first pick steal, if I am going for... Let's say a Jack Hughes. Let's say a whoever. The second pick I'm going for is definitely Sidney Crosby. And why not? 33 goals, 60 assists, 255 shots on net. And we've talked a little bit about other players' peripherals kind of not being intriguing enough that you don't want to take him. I don't think, Sid, that's that guy. 52 penalty minutes, still playing with edge. 47 block shots, 71 hits. He's just there enough on the peripherals for me that it fully backs up what you're saying. End of the second round, if you're sleeping on Sid much longer because you know what I'm going to say next, don't you? He knows this is his last kick at the can. I'm not talking next year, Steel. I'm talking this season for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Your boy Sid is going to go off. He knows this is his last real good. Look, my boy's going to be 36 years old, Steele. He's a competitor. He knows that window for winning is closing. I, If you take Sidney Crosby before me, Steele, <laughs> I'm going to be knocking. I know I can see your head working. I'm going to be knocking on your door for a trade. But realistically, and I'll leave it at this, that might be the angle for Keeper Dynasty because you can get a whole ton of return for Sid in that situation this year. You saw the gears turning. I right saw there. it. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I knew it. you were going to say it. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I, I won't try to snake you too much. Hopefully I do get yeah, uh, we'll my see. draft. Well, the thing is too, it's a snake draft. Either Ooh. I'm picking before you or Ooh. you're picking before me in the Let's next go. round. So Let's we're going to be go. snaking each other during the snake true. draft next it's season. True. 
But the last player on this list in the third round, John Carlson falling in at 25th overall. Uh, obviously had a scary injury this past year, only played yeah. 40 games, had 29 yeah. points. Still, for 40 games, put up 124 shots, 87 yep. blocks, and 42 hits. There's fantasy value to be had. When he is healthy, he's one of the best defensemen in the league, in my opinion. And I'm going I'm going to go based off of the year prior because he actually played a full year, 78 games, had 71 points. He finished fifth in fantasy points amongst defensemen in the year prior. And he's still one of the best. He's a power play quarterback, Uh juggernaut, special Uh teams right there with Alex Ovechkin. So, yeah, I I can see, obviously, with the injury. Yeah, it was a bad pick because you can't can't predict injuries like that. But John Carlson, for me, there's still a ton of fantasy value to be had, even at what he's going to be 34 years old. He's 33 years old right now. Yes, sir. He'll be 34 when the season starts. Mm-hmm. Still a veteran in the league. If he plays a full season, he's fully healthy. Again, he's one of my favorites to watch on the blue line. I agree. Fourth, fourth fifth round, easily. I know how high you are, are on this player. And I have to give you your respect, dude, because um, I think if you aren't willing to do that, take a look at what he was still able to do after he came back from that injury. Yeah. Most players would have retired at that age, Steele. And he just has so much quality. And I wanted to bring up the power play stats for the Washington Capitals even with him missing that major chunk of games and the Washington Capitals having a bunch of injuries and a bunch of different lineups all year long they still finished right there on the cusp in the top half of the power play uh in the league 21.2 percent that's 16th best in the league so I'm gonna say and I think one of the topics that I wanted to bring up headed into this season and you and I will do a lot of team projections division breakdowns and everything that the fantasy cats out there need. But I mentioned this to you, Martin Faravari, Rasmus Sandin, Nick Jensen, Joel Edmondson, and Trevor Van Riemsdyk. I'm not ready to sell them on all the fantasy value, but there's some nice balance here to make sure that John Carlson can do his thing and quarterback this power play and put up the points that we know he can. So to me, looking at his draft in this position, Personally, it's a little high. Headed into this season, it's for sure high, but it's not much off. I'm with you. I would love John Carlson on my team. I think also headed into this spring, or I always call it spring training, (laughs) into training camps, I want to keep my eye on who they're out there with because if for some reason, Sandine and John Carlson, and I don't mean for some reason, when they do pair up on that power play one, you know that's going to mean points, so I'm with you on that prediction. But what do you think about that? Because Sandine and Carlson, with Ovi and otherwise, they're going to get points on that power play. Hundo Sandine P. looked really impressive when he was in Washington after Thank the you. trade from Toronto. So Thank you. Uh, he really stepped up his game. And again, that could be the guy after John Carlson leaves, potentially. He really does. Even when even the last few seasons with Toronto, he's really developed and he's come yep. along quite well. So yep. Rasmus Sandin went from being one of those guys that you just pick up every now and again to a draftable defenseman now because he looks legit. Agreed. Uh, we're going we're, we're to have to continue this list. It's getting a little hot in this room. I'm Yeah, let's end it. Out here. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure, again, you're tuning in Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning. Listen at the gym, on your way to work, whenever you got the time. Just make sure you're tuning in. And thank you so much again. Have a great day. Good luck with all your summer bets out there. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.